Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome in to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. He's our spiritual personal coach, and gotta say, um, happy, happy New Year! The Lord has blessed us to see another year, 2013. I know you guys have plans and you're claiming things, and that just really ties in with what the show is going to be about today on our Renewing Your Mind segment of the show. But I want to go ahead and bring Michael in because I'm sure there are some people he wants to say Happy New Year to as well. And Happy New Year, Michael. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> ready to get this show on the road, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm fired up for some reason. I'll figure it out here in a minute. <laughs> yes, more will be revealed to you, I'm sure, as as the show progresses. But I mean, what what an awesome time it is for everybody, especially um, those who um, are believers. But like we always say, God blesses the just and the unjust, the believers and the unbelievers. But for this year, I just really, and we say this every year, Michael, everybody says it every year, this year is going to be so much better than the next year. But yet we don't do anything different. Yeah, well, I I think for me personally, I've said that, and I've always written my goals down, but I've never followed up on my goals and continued to track my progress in writing. So that's what uh, the element that I'll be adding this year to make sure that uh, I can have proof that 2013 is going to be better than 2012. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like you said, you have to be accountable and you have to go back and, you know, look at your plans and your goals or your resolutions or whatever you call them, but just just having them in your mind and then sometimes just writing them down on paper, th- those are good steps, but they're not the step that really makes it happen. <laughs> you got to, you know, you got to do the work. You got to do the work. You got to work your plan, as they say. Yeah, you got to plan your work and work your plan. Um, it, it, there, are, there are so many variables to it, and I'm quite sure we have a a broad range of listeners. So I, I like giving principles because principles apply to everybody. Principles don't have any uh, limitations relative to race, gender, your religious background, or anything. A principle is a principle for the, a non-believer or believer. And I, I believe in teaching universal principles and also Christian principles because if you apply them to certain areas in your life and you begin to see those results, that's one of the major motivators is actually seeing those results. And that's what we want people to see this year is results. There's nothing like seeing, uh, knowing that you put something into, in, into play or into action and then actually seeing that thing manifest before your eyes. That's what excites me it's when I when I have a goal I start working toward that goal, and then actually seeing it come to pass, that's that's my greatest joy is actually seeing something come to pass that you've set your heart and your mind and your will to accomplish, especially during this year. But we're going to take this year one day at a time, and I think that's the, the best way to do it because sometimes you're going to have setbacks. But uh, as I heard someone say, you know, setbacks are just, are just opportunities for comebacks, so. <laughs> we want to just really get you motivated for this year, and I don't want to just prolong this day with a whole bunch of scripture or anything. We're just going to kind of speak from the heart on the day and and just basically speak from personal experiences. I'm hoping you can uh, relate to some of the things that we'll be talking about on today. What about you, Loretta? 
I, I believe so because, you know, everybody's excited. Everybody, you know, they're they're wanting things to be different. They want great things in their lives, so they're excited. They feel the energy. They're feeding off all the other energy of everybody else. But th- that's today. What's going to keep you motivated and inspired and keep your momentum going two weeks from now, six weeks from now, three months from now? So that's why it's so important to renew your mind to re- and learn how to do that and to read books and to, you know, listen to vi- watch videos on, you know, inspiration and how to do these things that you want to do so you can keep your momentum going. You just can't do it in one day just because we we were um, transitioning into a new year. you got to transform yourself. So, yeah, we're just going to, uh, I don't know whether they've been here or not, but the past couple of weeks we've been laying the foundation for having a renewed mind. And But I, I want you to just really just take time to really just kind of clear your head now and just begin to, Imagine yourself new in this year. I don't want you to make a New Year's resolution. I want you to to make a New Year's renovation. Uh, I think mm-hmm. if you if you if you come to this point as I'm going to renovate something, whether it's your body, whether it's your finances, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a project in your home, find something that you can actually see changed or transformed in your life on today because you, you have to see those. You have to get those small victories, as I say. And once those victories come, we're going to celebrate those victories and we're going to enjoy them for a hot minute and then we're just going to go on to the next to the next challenge or the next goal. And that's what it means to take our faith from one level of faith to the next level of faith. So, so that's my encouragement for the listeners on this year is to really uh, tune in and begin to see some actual transformation because you don't see anything. It's hard to get excited if you don't see changes take place in your life. It is. It's hard, and it's hard to keep keep that excitement. So that's why you have to, you know, take those little small bites, little small steps. Something is better than not doing anything at all. But I promise you it's not going to happen if you don't do something to make it happen. You know, prayer is the first key for those who I prayed about it. Well, that's the first step. You're supposed to pray about it. But you also have to have faith in it. You have to believe in it. And then you have to get out there and work at it to make it happen. So, yeah, prayer is fine, but that's, that's not the totality of what's required to to make those changes in your life that you want. No, and yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, when you say that, it kind of brought to mind the uh, uh, the discipleship international study course. Well, when God gave me the idea for the study course, it was it was just for 13 major areas in your life that He wanted a new believer, or for that matter, someone who just wants to do have like a refresher course you know, in Christianity because sometimes it's good to go back and revisit some of the, the elementary or rudimentary things that got you to where they are so that way you can always have, have something to keep you motivated. So that was the purpose of that, and one of those things was prayer. And, but you got just, like you said, you can't just stop at prayer. There are 12 other segments of this, to this study course that you have to delve into, and we've already covered for how many, two of them? We've talked about faith and uh, really, uh, are you truly knowing that you are truly born again? And now we're on the third segment, which is renewing the mind. And after we finish this one, there's going to be nine more to go. So it's a it's a journey. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. 
And, <laughs> and, 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 and one thing about this journey, there is no destination until we make it home and say, and God says, good and faithful. I mean, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's your destination. Uh, that's why we have to always been been doing things to improve yourself. I don't care how old you are. You can start now. You can always renew your mind and get things done. That's just how how it, how God has designed our bodies to operate. You can never, never give up. You can never just throw your hands in the air and say, I just can't do this. I don't care how old or how young you are. You can start where you are, and God can help you get to where you have been destined yourself to go. I love that. I love that. And and in doing all this and wanting all these things, you have to change. You you still have to do the work on yourself, your personal goals, your personal resolutions, personal plans for yourself, because you can't take the old person into all your new. I mean, you can, but then, again, you're going to hit that wall call, I'm not ready or it doesn't look like I thought it would look, it doesn't feel like I thought it would feel, because you still have to renew your mind and change to fit into that new you that, you know, you're requesting. And some people want new houses, new cars. You still have to have a mentality that goes with those new things, too. Because I hear people say, well, it didn't work out, you know, about four months from now. Well, you know what, this year is not going to be good. I'm just going to wait on 2014. (laughs) I know I'm guaranteed to hear several people (laughs) tell me that. I'll be so glad when 2013 is over. I, you know, 2014 is going to do better. Just like they were saying, 2013 was going to be better than 2012 and 2011 better than 2010. If you don't change, those years aren't going to change. No, they won't. So we want to give you some nuggets, some principles to help you um, accomplish more, be more, have more, understand more. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to share some principles. Like Michael said, they work because, you know, it's, it's – they work regardless if you're a believer or unbeliever. You, if you work these scriptural principles, biblical principles, or whatever you want to call them, or just as corporations call them corporate principles, <laughs> but they're all um, tied into biblical principles, and they work. If you do the work, they work for you. So yes, that's what we're will. talking about today. And I'm glad you mentioned change because it, it, it goes back to the foundation of scripture for this segment of Renewing Your Mind. We talked about uh, being being transformed, going through that that process of transformation, and like that, transformation is a process, uh, and, and the word process means that you that you are constantly moving forward. That's what's implied in the word process. Uh, if you are going back, then the, the process stops. You are now have regressed. Uh, you are you are now going back to that to that old you. So when when you see yourself going back to that to that old you, that's the time you have to stop, you know, take that deep breath and turn around, and that's simply what repentance is, is having a change of heart and then have a, having a corresponding change of direction. You you just got to do it. I hear so many people say, well, you know, well, I'm, I'm just going to repent and you know, keep on going. Well, if you keep doing the same thing, then you haven't repented. You have to we have to take stock in our words because the power of life and death is truly, you know, in your tongue or in the words that you speak. So if you're saying that I'm repenting or I'm I'm making a change and there's no action that's bringing about that repentance or there's no action that's bringing about that change, then your words have no power. So you you have to be mindful 
uh, make sure you're putting yourself in a position that I'm going to renew my mind because every transformation begins with a renewed mind. you got to do it. As I mentioned, in every area of life you can think think of, you have to face that harsh reality that I have to change my mind concerning this thing first before I actually start going into it with my physical actions. Um, and with that said, Lorella, you know, what are some of your personal goals this year? Let's 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 get personal with our <laughs> listeners right now, and I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot first, and I come behind. Yeah, you. <laughs> no, no script, no warning, no um, whispering in the ear to say that's what you're gonna ask me today. So I definitely appreciate it, and thank goodness I told you I I did some hard work, and my first question that I asked. Uh, and this is going to lead up to my plan because I have several goals in different areas. But the first thing I ask myself is, who is Loretta McNary? Who is she? Not what, you know, people, who people say I am and not what I do, but I had to really find out for myself who is Loretta McNary. Not that I'm the mother of five incredibly wonderful, handsome sons. Not that I'm the daughter of Dave and Dorothy Shorter. Not that I'm the sister of Loretta, I mean Wanda and Larry McNary and all my tons of other play brothers and sisters. Outside of that, who am I? And I also, well, I know I'm the apple of God's eye. I'm made in his image. I was created uniquely and beautifully and wonderfully made, and I know all of that too, but those are my titles, but the biggest thing that I know who I am and what I live by and everything is, is you know, laid up against flatly to compare, I, I am a child of God. And so with that, I know because we discussed some of the benefits of salvation here on earth, and if we just bless his name, then it comes loaded with benefits. So I know Lorena McNary is very driven, very dedicated, loyal, loving, energetic, fun, over-the-top, especially when she's working. So that's, that's who I am, and I want to see people also learn who they are and to embrace it. So when I started searching for God and more of his word, I found Loretta. I found out these things about her, and these are not things that other people, because people, depending on who you're talking to, they're going to say something different of who they think I am, and probably 99% of the time it's going to be very positive and uplifting. But So now what are my goals? Well, my professional goal is to become better at what I do. I want to become a better TV talk show, radio talk show personality. So how do I become better? I study the greats. I find all the information I can. I give myself a time limit of when I want to. And then i got to say, how do I calculate that I'm better? Well, I look at past shows and see how I've grown in the new year. And then I want to be syndicated this year. If I'm not in 75 different markets, I at least want to be in 20 markets more than I'm currently in. So that's my professional goal. Then I have personal goals too. And each goal should have steps to get there. You start with the end in mind, and then you go backwards to say, this is how I'm going to get to that end result. So what's one of your goals, Michael? Well, one of my goals is definitely on the um, on the professional side, as you said, uh, as some of you may already know, we, we moved into a, a, a new facility this time last year, actually January 17th is when we moved into a new facility. And it just things kind of just took a life of its own. So this year is to really to gain control of uh, the new atmosphere that I'm in, The uh, looking at the 
at the growth that's going to happen in the business and how to manage that effectively. Um, one of my goals is to is to begin another five-year strategic uh, business and, and marketing plan for the business. So that's, that's, that's one of the things that's on the agenda for me to do this year as far as professionally to make sure uh, one of my goals or my business concept is to, you know, deliver a level of customer service that my competition can't deliver. And that's, that has always been my drive is making sure that, you know, I'll, I'll put the customer first, um, making sure they're treated well, and that has always been one of my drives in business. And it's something that I've, I've strived for for the past 20 years that I've been in business, and it, it's paid off, but I but I can't rest there. I want to take it to the uh, you know a whole new level and have that that level of what they call worldwide customer service in business. Uh, but but it all starts with uh, an effective plan and a, a plan that's manageable. And I'm the type of person I I like controlled growth. I don't like explosive growth. Uh, because when, when things explode, they kind of go all over the place. I'd rather have just growth this gradual, almost like growing up naturally. Because uh, nobody's never seen a body grow. You just woke up one day and you were 17 years later. You were 17. You had a 17 year old body, but but nobody actually saw that that body actually grow. Uh, so and that's what has has happened in the business. It has grown over the past 20 years. Um, for it's now at this stage where I thought, okay, now I need to take more control of this and I need to control the growth like I did before. Last year was kind of was this explosive thing that I just talked about and really didn't have uh, my hand around it, but now I have my hands wrapped around it. Uh, I sought God on it. I'm definitely depending on the guidance of the Holy Spirit because he knows everything. He, he has a higher vantage point than I have. He can see things that right. are going to happen that I can't even see. So uh, that's one variable that I never leave out of my planning process is, okay, Lord, what do you say concerning this? I know I'm doing what I can do naturally, but God, what are you saying concerning this situation? So we never want to leave God out of it. And not just making it a, a cliche, you know, saying, well, I put God first, but okay, what did you acknowledge him first in? And everything that you do, and what you know, for yeah, prior to those decisions, Michael, can you just tell everybody what what your business is? Because we didn't, re- I didn't really read your bio today, and you know, for the sake of those who don't know, because you know, I identify that I'm a TV talk show radio host, okay. author, and and speaker. So I want them to know exactly what you do, because you've been doing it for over, about what twenty years now. You've had your business for about twenty years. Yes, twenty years. Gloria we celebrate Carol, twenty years we'll of nineteen ninety-two. Yeah, nineteen ninety-two of October was when we started the business, and we celebrated this twenty years this past October. Uh, but Gloria Apparel, but Gloria Apparel started out uh, as a business with twelve T-shirts, literally twelve T-shirts. I ordered twelve T-shirts that had Christian sayings on them, and people bought them. And I said, "Wow, I just..." I used that same money. I never had to spend the business money because I was working a full-time job. So that money pretty much evolved over the past 20 years, <laughs> turning that same money over and over and over again to where we are now. 
Uh, but we are now legally the Glory Corporation LLC. Uh, at some point, we'll take the LLC off and be the Glory Corporation, so that's why I set the name up uh, to that. But we are a full-service uniform provider. Uh, we also provide uh, T-shirts and promotional products or advertising specialties, as some people call them, uh, for virtually any industry. Uh, I think the last time I did an analysis, the only uniform I can't get it's an astronaut's uniform. <laughs> so, I was say, I, as soon as you said, I'm like, okay, I bet it's an astronaut uniform. <laughs> so, oh, wow. so, so I love that. Not the only... I learned something about the business because I know you, you you've done my banners, you've done banners, and and of course the t-shirts. And these t-shirts are the quality is just outstanding. It's not like you know a lot of people say, well, I can get a free t-shirt from Vista Friend or whatever, but you know you always get what you pay for. And if you call yes, you Gloria Apparel, you will see that his prices are very competitive. And you know the best that I've seen, especially for the quality that we get and the turnaround and how you work with everybody, you always do more than you know you're charging people for when it comes to that setup and design and everything. So you don't have to, Michael has um, graphic designers that can design any kind of graphic, and Michael does too. Any kind of T-shirt, any color, any size. It's just so crazy when you because when I think about, it, I'm just only thinking about my personal use as a customer, not realizing how broad a spectrum in customers that you work with and provide T-shirts and uniforms and banners and postcards and all that stuff for. So I just want yeah, everybody so to know that. No, no, there was something you said that was key, and that was quality. You know, quality was something that that was pretty much driven into me. As and then I, I worked for the Internal Revenue Service for 16 years, and believe it or not, quality is a very big issue uh, with Internal Revenue Service. Um, we... Uh, it was just one of those things where we had quality review of all the work that we did, and you had to meet certain standards for quality. So I basically took those same quality principles that uh, were pretty much just driven or indoctrinated to me as an employee uh, with the federal government, and I took those same principles of quality uh, into the business. But, but one thing I took it to another level was a revelation that God gave me concerning quality. He said, every finished product that I finished, I sh- it should be a willing or it should be an acceptable offering unto him. So I can't just put together anything. Uh, so so say I did your T-shirts. Well, in my mind, I have to offer this to God as acceptable first. And if he accepts it, I know it wouldn't be no problem with no red exception. And so that's, that's one of the quality <laughs> principles that I use my business, and, and I don't mind saying that openly because I, I wish people who are listening, can, especially business owners, can take that same quality principle into your business. So every finished product is something almost that same concept of able. Able, able offered a more acceptable offering unto God. Why? Because he, 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 offered, he offered something that according to the standards that God had ordained for you to offer. So, so that's what that's where my quality standards come from. I have to, I see it as an offering unto God. Um, and not to just sound so spiritual, but it's, it's it's just a practical, everyday principle that you can apply in every every realm of your life, not with just business, but anything, even on your job. To say you're doing a report, you know, the Bible says that we should do everything as unto the Lord, not so we should. So when we're working, we're working ass unto the Lord. So you could take that exact same principle, say with a report that you know you have to submit 
Well, it, you know, it is a report, something that's acceptable that I can, that God can look at and read and he be pleased with what I'm just, I'm about to offer or not offer, not offer, but present to my, uh, to my superior. So that's just a, a note I want to throw out that concerning equality is, is, is one of the mm-hmm. things that we certainly strive for uh, in the products and also in the service that we provide. So it's, it's something that we're constantly looking to improve upon um, because we, I know with good quality products and good quality service, you know, you get that, you get that, <laughs> excuse me, you get that repeat okay. business that you're looking for. So, and you also get to refer. Yeah, I think that's one of the things for long, your longevity and also, um, you know, your client base because once they come to you, you don't have to work so hard trying to keep them because you, you win them over the first time and you're consistent in, in the service and the quality that you deliver. So that says a lot And because people are hard, man. You can mess up one time and lose, you know, maybe five customers on that one mess up because, you know, that bad oh, news right. travels so fast. It does. So well, we well, don't do enough numbers, of... What there are numbers in, in customer service that say, uh, a satisfied customer was is possibly possible to tell one to two other people, um, and that's when they think about it. A dissatisfied customer is going to go out of their way to tell at least twenty other people mm-hmm. about how bad that service was. So, so Dan posted all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, exactly. <laughs> you exactly. know, now with all this open internet space, you know, exactly. you so, really lose way more than that. So that's why companies, you know, put a lot of um, spend a lot of money in training, especially on the side of um, making sure, you know, dealing with customer complaints and dealing with them and dealing with them, uh, you know, to the satisfaction of the customer. Because that's that's way I do in business. If I if if Glory Apparel messes up, then Glory Apparel pays. I mean, it's, it's no question about it. Okay, we messed up in this regard, so I I shouldn't have to make you suffer for this. I'm the one that should suffer because I messed up, not the customer. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something that I've, I've always presented in business. Well, if I get tired of giving away product, then it lets me know that, hey, I'm not going to make this mistake again because that costs. So it's that, Ooh, you know, and, it, and it costs a, a while, too. So it, since it we're talking about Argos and, you know, we're speaking really, I guess, understood that we're talking to adults. But one thing I like to tell people, especially when I'm doing workshops and stuff, because I have this goaltending for optimum success workshop that I do um, Uh to help people with setting goals and and making plans and following through and achieving and celebrating, yada, yada. But I also, my sons set goals. They have plans. You should be able to ask any of my sons, um, what are your goals or what are your plans for, you know, the 12 months or three years, and they should be able to give you something. They should ha- they won't say, I don't know, I hadn't thought about it, or I'm only a teenager. They've always, <laughs> because I'm fearing, if I'm learning it and if I had learned it at an earlier age, then, you know, perhaps I would have gone further. But yes. you and my sons will have those conversations. They'll ask me like two weeks ago, they're like, Mom, what is your three-year plan? I'm like, Wow. <laughs> You know, this is a conversation that they initiated, my 15-year-old and my 19-year-old. And when I was doing my business plans, Michael, they each had to create a business and write a business plan, too. Was it as, in, in, you know, integral integral and detailed as mine? No. 
but it was pretty darn good. And they were, you know, like 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, they were really young. So we have got to pass this on to our children and our nieces and nephews and you probably think they're not getting it, but they will. That will that knowledge stays with you until you apply it, uh, and then it becomes wisdom. But you gotta share it. And you and I'm glad you. And that's that's a good way. You you know you have to, you know, start them you know early doing things like that because there's something, even even in psychology, it talks about there's something about putting your hand and writing something. Is 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 it, it does something to the subconscious mind. It, it 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 forms good thought patterns when when you do that. So is that's why I always stress, even like you mentioned in the workshop that you do, even when I do the you know the, the financial workshops, you know one one of the things that you have to do is that you I, I will always give you something to write. I don't want you to do it on the computer. You can you can and we you can do it on the computer once you finish you know the session, but I want you to. In writing, and I know it sounds archaic or I know it sounds old-fashioned, <laughs> but putting your hand to something and make it, because when you're writing, I mean that you're, you know, your 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 brain is engaged with with your hand. It's called the, the mind-body connection. And anytime there's a mind-body connection, you you get greater results from, from the thing that you're doing, even in exercise, you know, instead of going in and just, Yanking the weight up and yanking the weight up and then throwing it back down, but if you take time to concentrate up, pulling it up slowly and then squeezing at the top and then taking the time to bring it back down, now you're getting the benefit of the negative and the positive resistance of that weight, so you're getting a better workout. Well, that's that's the same way writing plans do. Sitting down, writing that plan out, tracking your progress of that plan. And the younger, the better. And like you say, it was something that I didn't do growing up. It wasn't something that was stressed to us. It was basically go out there and get it and get it the best way you can. <laughs> and you better not come back here with no inferior results. That's that's pretty much how, you know, that's how I was raised, you know. But it's different now. We're in a totally different age now. We're dealing with totally different people. We're dealing with, you know, a definite technological revolution uh, it's growing so rapidly, but you have to get back to the old-fashioned thing of just writing things down. And you'll be amazed at what it does, uh, especially uh, when I was talking about the finances. I think I'm quite sure you've experienced this yourself, uh, sitting down and doing your personal network statement and then having to get all your, looking at all of what you own and then looking at all of what you owe and looking at the result of that. It's one of the, the things that I call it the mirror. If you can get past that step, then it's, you know, you pretty much are on two A. You're pretty much on your track. Uh, you're pretty much on your way to going forward in your progress toward getting financially free. But you have to do first things first. Um, so it's, it's one of the things that we, we also offer here at Discipleship International, just here as a side note. Uh, financial counseling because it's, you know, just amazingly, it's amazing how we do so much introspection at the beginning of the year. We think about yeah. everything, and it's it's and it's also amazing how quickly that fades. 
<laughs> yeah, can, like we but, talked about but, at the beginning of the show, you know, you got to have something that keeps you going past all this excitement and all the momentum of the energy of other people, everybody, yeah. you know, on that same energy frequency all over the world. But what's going to sustain you is knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of, you know, what do you, what is it that you really want? And then why do you really want that? And then yeah. make a goal to, you know, and a plan to receive those things or to do those things or to see those places. And finances is a big part of, you know, the seven goal areas that I normally talk about. Finances is huge. I don't care if you have a ton of money or if you don't have any money. You still need to have some kind of financial snapshot of where you are today and then where yeah. where you want to be. And then you have those steps because Michael is really good about that. That's one of his strengths when it comes to, you know, counseling, not only spiritually counseling, but outside of that is that financial piece because Michael is very, very, very detailed when it comes to finances. And he starts with, you know, what's your relationship with money? How, how did you form those things? What does money mean to you? And then you'll find out that once you start peeling back those level, those um um, layers of your thoughts about money, how you feel about it, what's your relationship, how were you taught about money, um, you know, growing up, what did it look like? Because we all know that any any stat will tell you that marriages usually end up in divorce because of two reasons. One is com- communication or lack thereof, and then over finances. That's Those true. are the two main reasons. And so we really need to get a better grip on our finances. Like I said, even if you have a personal accountant or, you know, a financial planner, you still yourself need to have some kind of education on finances. That's huge for going into a new year, a new month, a new business, a new goal. You need to understand how money works, and you need to know that money is energy. It is energy. You just got to get your relationship with money. You got to totally know where you are with that. Yeah, because when you are financially, it kind of gives me, when when I look at a, a personal net worth statement, I think it kind of gives me an, an insight into their into their personality as well. I can, I can look at that and kind of analyze it, and kind of it gives me insight into their personality, and that's what kind of forms those questions. Um, as you say it, that those leading questions, where I want to, you know, I, I need to know, you know, you know, what is your relationship, you know, with money? You know, how did you, you know, what did you see? Growing up, how was money, you know, treated? You know, with you, with you growing up as a child, or, or who was in control of the money that you saw in your household growing up, and then all of those things form form who you are as when you see things go. Because just start, everything goes back to childhood. Mm-hmm. So you so so that's that's one you know principle that you know as in in doing you know just financial counseling. It, it's what I use, and I've seen the results from it. So it, it, it's so much, and I'm quite sure some people are thinking now, wow, it just, it's so much to to keep maintained, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. But if you learn how to uh, put things in a proper perspective, put things in a proper order in your life, and it, it took me personally months of prayer, because I had so much going on with ministry, with business, with family, with relationships, you know, being a father, being a husband, being an entrepreneur, being a minister. You have to learn being a brother. And mm-hmm. uncle, you know, all, all of these are offices that you feel, and you have to literally put those, I, 
woke up one Saturday morning and God showed me how to prioritize each one of those. So that's why I'm saying, you know, we as we talked about earlier before the show started, uh, we can't just use the Holy Spirit, you know, to just make us speak in tongues and to give us goosebumps and make our hair stand on end and to shout and dance and all that. All that's good within this in its place. But the Holy Spirit has been given to us to guide us in every affair of life. Every He's concerned about every <laughs> aspect of your life. And that's why the yes. scripture says that in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path or your or or that path is or, or your daily goings. He's concerned about that. He's just he's not just there to be concerned about you going to church. That's one aspect of what he does. But he's concerned about the other six days and what twenty two hours. You you probably not in church <laughs> for most people. So so that's a that's a that's a that's a big gap of time that you can't just leave void without any guidance from from Holy Spirit, who is the God in the earth today. So I I just want to throw that piece in there and. And as I say it in all the shows, I, I like to talk from experience and not so much from theory. I like to talk about what works for me, what principles that I apply, and I know that they work, and I'm quite sure we've all tried the principle of gravity. We, we've probably all fallen out of a chair or out of a, <laughs> out of a bed or off a bicycle. We know that every if it goes up, it's going to come down. So we've always experienced that. Well, there are a whole lot of other principles in life that you need to experience and it just and sometimes it's simple just simple arithmetic uh, to get things going if you if you spend more money than you're bringing in then guess what you're gonna be broke regardless how many credit cards you got (laughs) (laughs) regardless of how much property you have attained using that credit on paper when i look at that paper i'm saying you're broke and we have to, and we have to do something about that. We have so, and that all goes back to some type of mentality that was forged way back then. And I shared with the listeners a couple of weeks ago. Even with me, you know, I got to the point where I didn't feel like I didn't need anybody's help, and that was just based on something that I said when I was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And God had to show me that, and He had to root that mess out of me in order for me to go forward. Now, I, I could have been stubborn and said, look, I don't want to hear that. That's, you know, I am who I am. This is me. I ain't going to change. You know, you got to take me as I am. No. He's making that change, you know, help me get to where I am today. And I'm always looking for constructive criticism, whether it's from God or whether it's from a peer, whether it's from a colleague, from my spouse. If, you, if you're telling me something or showing me something that's going to make me better, then I invite that. Because I want to be the best of the best of every office that I feel in my life. And and that, that could be an exercise for the beginning of the year. Sit down, and I think our, my, our pastor showed us this, mentioned this uh, several years ago. I can't remember how long ago it was. But he said, sit down and write down every office that you feel and see how you can fulfill that office better. And, and when I wrote down everything, it, it was like like I became overwhelmed because I said, I my plate is full. I can't, Lord, you got to show me how 
to fulfill all these offices, and that's what I was making, was alluding to earlier. It came from that exercise. So sometimes it can seem overwhelming when you put put things on paper. Mm-hmm. And I did become overwhelmed, but I, I saw to well, Lord, if I if if I'm walking in this office, then it's your expectation that I walk in this office to the to the best of my ability. What my hands find to do, I'm supposed to do with all my might. So he showed me how to do it, and, man, it just took so much stress out of life. He gave me my priorities. I'm not going to name them because you may try to emulate them. Your your life may be totally different from mine. Yeah. So I'm not going to even, I'm not going to say that, but that's why I'm, I'm getting the listeners accustomed to acknowledging the Holy Spirit. Ask that question. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Every every, every question yeah, the that only you, dumb question is the one that you won't ask. But so exactly you gotta ask you every ask. question to qualify it. And if you don't know, then it's a valuable you know question. So just ask. If it comes to your mind, just ask it. And if it's ridiculous, then you know don't just those can be ridiculous, but not a stupid question. <laughs> if it's not on subject, because I've had people do that too. <laughs> but yeah, and then people get caught up because you say you got you became overwhelmed after. You looked at everything, and and that's one reaction that people get. And then the other one is when you look at all that stuff, and then you start comparing. I love what you said. Don't don't you're not gonna share your priorities because it's different for everybody. So when you talk about balance, that's what people get off balance is because they feel like I gotta balance everything equally. But balance is not equal. Because uh, some things you're only going to do 30% of your time, depending on your priorities. These top three are going should get most of your time, and then these other things, they're important to you. And so you got to figure out how do you spend time because you, you don't have to have as much time on maybe your social goal as you need on your financial goal. But they're equally important. So you got to find your own personal, individual balance and priorities. And write them down. Write down what's important to you. And people, we like you said, we have got out of the habit of just handwriting things. You can see things so much more clearly for some reason if you handwrite it on pen and paper. you got to handwrite things like Habakkuk 2 and, what is that, 2 and 3, about writing a vision, making it plain. Yeah, It's biblical, <laughs> but it works for everybody. If you just write down your plans, get it out of your head, write it down, it becomes more real to you and you can actually start working on it. And then it's a good feeling after you've accomplished it to go back and see where you were and see how far you've come. So there's tons of value in writing earlier. stuff down. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. You know, writing it down gives you a, it gives you a point of reference. It gives you something to go back to. Like the journal that I have, I can. I just went back in my journal over the weekend and just looked at some of the notes that I had written down. Now, if I hadn't written those things down, I would have completely have, have, have forgotten about them. And there were some things in there that were pivotal uh, in my life four months ago. When, like I said, you no, know, the the business took a life of its own because things happened so fast. Starting you no know, last this time last year, and the business took a life of its own. But it was in that journal where I wrote some things that changed the direction of my business. So and so, it was good to go back to that and see the man. I actually wrote this down. I, the advice that I got that I wrote down, I actually followed through on it, and look where I am now. So it was refreshing to see that, and it was refreshing that I could go back and see that why. Because I wrote it down, so keep a keep a pencil and paper handy. I'm 
Like, I'm going back to the old school. I don't care how old you are. You could be 15. Put that pencil and put that pencil to that paper and write some things down. It, you, you'll be amazed at what happens. You know, take, take, my, take my advice on this one. <laughs> and, and I, I concur with that statement 100%. Because, and then, you know, when I first started journaling, first, for a long time I did not want to journal. I just refused to journal. For uh, The biggest reason was I didn't want anybody else finding it and reading my personal thoughts. So there's a difference <laughs> between a diary that you lock and have all your personal thoughts and a journal. Um, because my son will sometimes, oh, you're writing in your diary. I'm like, no, I'm journaling because <laughs> I don't get too part. But I, I've transitioned my writing into being very personal. So what I what I would do in my journal, I would write things down, and especially when I was having a tough day or I, I would write to God. And I have so many letters that I look back at my journals, Michael, that says, Dear God, you know, and at first I uplift him and I, you know, worship him and I bless his name, and then I thank him. And then I get to the meat of why I really needed to write the letter because I was having yeah. problems in some area. And then to <clears throat> excuse me. And then to be able to read back over those things and see how God answered your prayer and, and how things worked out. Not how you were telling him you wanted them to work out, but they worked out or they didn't seem as important too much down the line. So with you know, in your mind you can't go back and remind yourself and see that un- unless you write it down. And then I was starting to use so many different journals. I'd have a journal for the show. I'd have a journal for Pink Eagles. I'd have a journal for, you know, book sales. I'd have a journal for personal stuff. And that's good if you're that organized. But my life is sometimes at 365 miles an hour. So having several journals doesn't work for me. I have to write everything down in one journal. But try it and see what works for you. But journaling is so valuable. It's cleansing. It's therapeutic. It inspires you, you know, because you can say, well, I wrote the book and I started writing this down or this came to me, and then two months later you'll see how that worked out and how it actually happened. It's fulfilling. It is, and it, it affirms there. I was just reading an article yesterday that was talking about affirmations, how you, you know, you can speak your affirmations. Like say every day I am a child of God and I'm the head and I'm not the tail and, you know, I'm above and I'm not beneath, and I'm a mm-hmm. lender and not a borrower. You can say all those things, but it challenges you to write down those affirmations daily and look at the difference that it's going to make. So that's what I'm going to start doing is writing those affirmations because there's something of that, and it was, I can't remember the exact thing, but there's something about what happens when you write something. Um, if something happens to the subconscious when you when you do that, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm you creating a picture I'm, something I'm, I'm, I'm for it to, to to take instruction from because there's so many Excuse thoughts me? that run through our mind. There there was something like um, so many thousands and thousands of thoughts that run through your mind in a day, and there's no way you can oh, keep yeah. up with all that. So when no. you write it down, and you you have a chance to go back to it, and it helps your sub- subconscious to be more um, on purpose and on target and helps you become more focused if you can see it written down because that brings your focus back to it instead of trying to go through all It's like going through a file cabinet trying and, and there's tons and tons of files in that file cabinet and you're trying to find one. It'll take you forever to find that one file cabinet, you know, if you got thousands of files. So if you have it written down, you know exactly where to go to and find it. And it's like a, a spiritual connection with that thought once you write it down, now it's out it in the the, the uh, natural realm of things, 
and not just in your thought. It's spiritually and it's natural and always it's first and natural. And it just connects everything better to me. And, and yeah. like I said, I can't really totally explain it, but it works. Well, just 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 think about God and, and his infinite wisdom that allowed, you know, the Bible that we read today was something that was letters that were written uh on you know of on on scrolls of you know mm-hmm. of of animal skin and on the scrolls of papyrus and so in in his wisdom he allowed the Bible to be written to us in a format where it was written with someone's hand even God himself um when he when he called the Ten Commandments uh into the uh into the stone on with Moses, you know, mm-hmm. that's something that, that God himself personally wrote. Yeah. Even to the point and where so, when Moses broke him, when Moses broke him, God wrote him another set. Because <laughs> <So. laughs> he understood the value of writing it down to have it come from your spirit into the natural. That just pulls it, that connects everything. It does. And I also, um, there's some, another point I wanted to make, but I'm sure it'll, it'll it will come to me. And I want people when they listen to this this um, archive of the show, um, contact us. Send us your questions. Send us your feedback, your comments. Send us, you know, maybe you have a question you want to ask Michael about, you know, Discipleship International, how counseling looks. If you have a problem, you know, do, write to him. Write to me. You can find Michael on Facebook and Michael Farmer on Facebook. You can also email him at Glory, I just have it say, Michael, tell them your email address. It's gloryapp, G-L-O-R-Y-A-P-P, at AOL.com. You can, um, that's, that is my preferred method of communication is email. I probably email a hundred times more than I text. So. <laughs> or, or. Oh, me too. Yeah, don't, don't text me because I'm slow, and I have so many that I have to, you know, delete them. And that's why it's so important to write things down because you don't have to delete your pages. <laughs> you don't have to delete them at all. You can always have them as a point of reference. So that's Glory APP. That's short for apparel at is it Gmail or Yahoo? What did you say? AOL. AOL, A-O-L. at AOL dot com. That gets you to Michael, and he is very good about you know responding to email because, like he said, that's his preferred method of communication. And for me, mine is Loretta at LorettaMcNary dot com or LorettaMcNaryShow at Gmail dot com. I'm always on Facebook monitoring your emails and your comments, but the best way to really get my attention is to send me an email that's outside of the Facebook. You can make a, co- a post or a comment. I will eventually see it because, it's, you know, it becomes so much. But if you email me, I'm always looking for emails because I'm, I'm waiting on certain emails from, you know, network producers. I'm waiting from, you know, things that I want to happen to come through emails. So I'm always checking email. And, you know, you can on Twitter is Loretta McNary Show on Twitter. We're going to get Michael up and running on Twitter as well. But you do have a, a, tw- a Twitter page, right, Michael? Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a Twitter. Uh, I have a few followers. <laughs> I'm a, a Twitter account that I set up probably two years ago. But I, I'm, I'm trying to get more into it. But it's, it is at di guy. That's di for Discipleship International and guy G U I. So okay, and that's how you can find them on Twitter, on Facebook, on email. So we we know there are thousands of people that you know listen to our shows. So we want to hear from you. We want to connect with you. We want to build these relationships because it's 
it's one thing to have a thought in your mind, and it's another thing to see that thing manifest. And thoughts do become things. They do, whether it's a good, you know, your subconscious don't know the difference between good and bad and playing and joking and then being real. So whatever you're thinking, your subconscious really does try to make that thing happen. Its job is to go and get the thing that you want. That's how the subconscious is made, and that's why it's so important to write it down so you're more focused because, like I said, we have thousands and thousands of thoughts that run and messages that run through us. So and and that law of attraction is a spiritual biblical law because the Bible tells us iron sharpens iron. So that's the law of attraction. Yeah. So whatever you're thinking, whoever you are, whatever governs your mind, and you spend all this time, that's what you're attracting yourself. So if it's yeah. if you're attracting things you don't want or people you don't want, then change your thoughts, renew your mind. We did this whole um, biblical scholarly kind of Bible study on all the scriptures that, that back up how important it is and how to renew your mind. Because of that law of attraction, it's like one of the, it's like huge. It, it's the thing that separates the great from the good and the good from the bad. It's because you bring to yourself those things that you think about because your subconscious job is to create those things. Yeah, that, that was my little yeah. mini workshop on that one because it's important that you change the way you think about things. Yeah, because uh, what you said, the law of attraction. Because I've heard people ask this question all the time: Why, why do I attract the same? Why do I attract such bad men? I hear women say it all the time: Why do I keep attracting the same? Yeah. Oh, no good, no good rascal. Well, maybe that's your thought. <laughs> that's probably what you're thinking of. Um, yeah. And that's your truest form of who you, who you think you are exactly. happens in your subconscious and your that's your truest belief of who you are, what you believe, and so you're attracting those same people who believe those same things because it's this frequency. It's a, it's a spiritual thing, and we don't have time to really go deep into it. But you should study this stuff because that's how God spoke stuff. He he spoke things into being, so that should tell you how important you know the atmosphere is, the universe is. Those frequencies are. Um, it's it's very important. It's very valuable that you know how you are attracting things and how things come to you. Yes, because it's I feel the scripture that Paul kind of alludes to. I'm just going to paraphrase it. It's um, you become or you attract the thing that you despise. But for the most part, his thing was not be his his words were you you actually become the thing that you pretty much despise or try to avoid. And and most people can can attest to what I'm about to say. Isn't it strange that how you put so much effort into not want to be like a certain person, whether it's a parent, you know, some alcoholic, or it was, you know, an you know, an old boyfriend that did you bad, treated you this way, and it's amazing, and you're amazed how this thing keeps popping up in your life. You know, why am I attracted to men who drink? Mm-hmm. Yet I, I despise this thing so much. That's because you you're giving so much spiritual and mental energy to this thing. Anything that you give energy to, to it, whether you're trying to attract it or whether you're trying to avoid it, you still are giving it that spiritual energy. So, so yeah. that's why that so that's why that attraction is always there. Okay, say say, uh, say for instance, 
say you have a person that has uh, has a father that was an alcoholic, and they're saying, "Man, I, you know, I grew up in this for 18 years, and I just refuse to to deal with this again." And then you you in, in your mind you're thinking, "I would never." meet a man like this, I would never deal with this again. So that's your thing. You're constantly thinking that. And lo and behold, you meet some guy that you really, really, really like, and you find out that he drinks. And you'd be wondering, why? I, I, I thought I was careful in not picking this kind of guy. Well, you're, and, 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 and Christians don't really be, don't talk about this a whole lot, but there is an energy it goes out in your thought process because, believe it or not, you actually, you subliminally act upon what you think. Uh-huh. In very little small nuances, very little small ways, because when it's all said and done, we are attracted to what's familiar. Whether we like it or whether we despise it, if we're familiar with it in some odd, crazy way, we are still attracted to this thing, and it's and, and as you said, it's the law of attraction, and it's the law of familiarity, and 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 yeah. that's how even and that's how even familiar spirits can can come into play in this. It's something that you're familiar with, and you'd be wondering, yeah. man, why do I keep why do I keep going this route? Why do I keep meeting the same old guys? Why do I always end up bouncing checks? Why do I always end up with a string of one-night stands. I mean, it, it could be a lot of things that you would keep constantly trying to avoid. But, and, and that's the importance of this segment that we're talking about, is you have to re, you have to be transformed by the renewing or the renovating of your mind. So you're going to get to the point where you start thinking totally different concerning these areas that you consider bondage or their, their pet peeves or your your mind has to be you have to come with a different train of thought, so to speak. And like and it's it's hard to really talk about it in a few minutes, but as we go into this study, starting next week, we've laid the foundation for the past two weeks and just we just having to kinda of like a free day today and just getting people encouraged and get them primed and pumped for the for the new year to come. For and, the new year, yeah. And you know, the we other want to hear some that- I wanted to add to this, and, and this law of attraction, it is huge. It's deep. It's so profound when you really start thinking about it. So when you're saying, and I hear this too, and, and men say, I, why do I keep attracting this kind of woman? What is it about me exactly. that draws this kind of woman to me and not yeah. the kind I want? Because anything that you concentrate on, you draw it to it. You say, but I'm saying yes, I don't does. want this, but your subconscious, again, doesn't understand don't. It doesn't, it doesn't understand no. It doesn't understand any <laughs> negativity because it's it's pure. It's pure. It's so pure. So when you say so, you're supposed to keep renewing your your thoughts by saying it in the positive. But instead of saying I don't want to be late, saying I'm going to be on time. Yeah. Because the subconscious is hearing late. Want. Late. It's not hearing exactly. don't. Because like I said, it doesn't hear it doesn't hear the negative because it's a pure form of who you are. So you yeah. got to learn how to speak those things, and that's why the Bible tells us speak those things that are not as though they are. But we do the opposite of that. We say don't. We say I don't want to be late. I don't want this to happen. But you con- you keep concentrating on what you don't want instead of speaking those things that you do want. 
And we'll have to do a study on it for everybody because it is so deep. And I'm really being reminded of the things that I've been saying, too, uh, when I say don't and can't and all that stuff. You know, I don't really say can't, but I'm just saying i got to learn how to rephrase things when I speak them and when I think them so that I can get exactly what I want. And, and then you're comes, right. You know, it comes with studying and renewing your mind, like you said. It does. And and, and one way to do that, and one way to, to to retrain that subconscious, as as she was talking about, Loretta, and that, that was so profound what you just said, uh, because, like I said, the, you know, the, the, the subconscious is basically is, is for, it's the realm for, for the spirit <laughs> does his work is, is, is in the subconscious. And now it's not okay. your conscious mind. Where it does, uh-huh. where he basically deals with he basically deals with your subconscious, and then your conscience or your conscious, that thing that kind of nags you when you know you've done something you weren't supposed to, and like that, that's <laughs> something that's 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 a whole lesson within itself. But what what I want to say in that regard is, in order to retrain that subconscious, you have to use statements like instead of saying, you know, I I I don't want a woman that drinks. You know, instead of saying that, saying, you know, I am the husband of 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 a woman who loves herself. Or I right. and you have to put those you have to put those I am statements in there because when it's because your subconscious is you. Yep. You can't put other once you once you begin to start putting other things in your subconscious, like I said, you're gonna to begin to act out on those things whether you know it or not. So if you come to saying drinking in your subconscious and guess what? This 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 what you're gonna be attracted that's to what because you're it's a negative to because that's what you keep asking for. That's why it's so important <laughs> to know exactly what you want by writing this stuff down, having these hard conversations like I started earlier with. Who is Loretta McNair? You say who are who's John T or who's Sally J or who's Tanisha? Exactly. You gotta know who you are so that you'll you you gotta speak that. And some of it is who you want to become as well is who you are, is who I'm becoming, who do I want to become. Yeah. It's work, you all. I understand that. But that's what separates um, you Being from, from that person that you see that's really very, very highly successful is because they know exactly what they want and they know how to speak it and think it to bring it to them. Yeah, so we so, so in, in, in 2013, I'm going to borrow a saying from, from a uh, acquaintance of mine, also a customer of mine, uh, Eric Cook. He's a personal trainer. It's one of his favorite saying is "Go hard or go home." <laughs> now we don't want you to, you know, we don't we don't want you to to just really go home. But you know, we we really want you to go hard this year. You know, you know, sit down, take the time today while it's good and fresh in your mind and in your subconscious, and just and just jot down. A list of things that you want to see changed in your life. That's, that's all I want you to do. Don't do just just make a list. And next week we're going to deal. Show you how to how to to deal with that list. I'm, I'm I'm going to do it too. Just to just for so I can show you how I did it, and that way you can apply apply the same principle. So so if you're listening today, take today January first, one one twenty thirteen. And jot down a list, not on your iPhone or on your iPad or whatever type of uh, smartphone you have. I want you to get a, pen, a piece of paper and a pencil with a sticky note. I don't care. Write it on something. But you got to write it with pencil, lay it, 
or Adrian H on paper. You and and I'm I'm being specific like this for a reason. You got to do it this way. I'm I'm not old fashioned. I I have every gadget that you can think of. So don't I'm not I'm I'm not a caveman. I have and no rabbit can attest to it. Every technological advance come out, I'm 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 on top of it. But there are some certain things that you have to do naturally. That you have to do naturally. Like I said you focus on the natural. Let God focus on the supernatural. There are some natural things that you have to do, and then God's going to kick in His supernatural ability. Something that you, that you can't do. God can't do the natural, and you can't do the supernatural. That's right. And so, He's given us through our gifts and our talents. Uh, he's given us everything we need to to be the person at your highest being, and yes. some of us don't even know what that is for us. So we're gonna we're gonna help you with this because that's the whole premise of having Michael join us because he, you know as a spiritual personal coach, we're talking about your highest being self in this in this earth realm, and some of us haven't even we can't even lift our eyes up as high enough to even see what God has created us to become in our highest form of human being here on the earth realm. And we want you to start thinking about that. And how do you start thinking about that? By renewing your mind, by reading, by seeing, by being around people who are higher and smarter and have more wisdom than you. I'm not saying to um, delete any friends or family members or whatever, but that will happen. That will definitely happen once you start becoming this highest form of who you are. So please write this stuff down so the week, and I'm going to write it down too, Michael, so he's going to write it down. What do I want? Was that the question, Michael? What do I yeah. want? What do I want? What do I, I want to see? And, 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 and it could be one-worders, you know, you know these, these are yeah, things but, that I yeah. want to see changed this year. Yeah, but don't start deleting stuff. Just let your your, no. your spirit flow. Get slow. Even if it sounds absurd, even if it sounds minute in your the scheme of things, just whatever comes to your mind, just write it down. And then there's a, the next process will be to, you know, why do you want this thing? You know, you'll start purging that list. But first, yes. be very uh, authentic and transparent in what you want, even if you want to own an island or a stream of gifts or whatever. Because people do own islands. People do own, you know, a whole company of jets so nothing is there won't be anything new under the sun that you'll come up with but you got to think it just if it comes to you write it down just be very authentic and transparent if it comes to your mind write it down write it down write it down write it down and then we'll direct you with your next step because i know that's probably a question that people have well what, i don't know how to get started so we're telling you how to get started we're asking you Write it down. Join us next Tuesday with that list, and we'll go from there. So, if, and, and 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 if at all possible, go out and get your journal, whether it's a steno pad or just an official journal. Get something that you yeah, can. Yeah, some notebook paper. To go to the dollar store. Get a pack of notebook paper. Go to Walmart or Kroger. And that's where everywhere we know people listen from around the world. We want everybody to come. And Michael, it's probably something that maybe we can. Um, you can create is a um, Teases with Michael, you know, Lorraine McNary presents Teases with Michael, a journal that we could do some kind of, if you're the first caller, we'll send you a journal and, you know, you'll have it. But just start listening to the show because we are going to start giving stuff away because we want you to listen because this information is no good as nobody is listening. But we know you're listening because we get a report. Thousands of you are listening to these segments. So we want to... um, Start having these um, contests and giveaways for you because we appreciate you listening. 
because we have information to share that will help make your life better. And when individual lives are better, guess what? The world becomes better. Yes. Well, so I have fully enjoyed this time. I, I, I just want people to just, you know, just imagine, you know, the you that you want to be. Uh, imagine you, the you that God designed you to be. And and those two have to eventually marry. Uh, so that's, you know, today, like I said, it, it's the first of the year. I just want you to just, you know, your mind is fresh. It's almost kind of clean. You're kind of ripe for change. So this is this is the perfect time, the perfect opportunity uh, for you to seize upon that, uh, seize upon that energy that's going out, um, you know, in the universe today with everybody thinking about change and resolutions, but I say, but the word I want you to think about is renovation. I want you to think about renovation. So that's that's your word for, for the week until we meet again on next week. All right. Love it, love it, love it. So we've kind of given you a homework assignment, if you will, but it's not one that will be graded, pass or fail. It's one that will help excel you into a higher being of who you are to help, you know, make this world better. And that's how we do it, by changing ourselves, because we're the only people that we can change. We can't change anybody else. But if you change, then, you know, there's a domino effect. There's a ripple, like throwing a rock into a little pond. You see all the ripple yeah. effects, and it goes all the way out to the um, end of the banks of the river, regardless of how large it is, those ripples go out. So that's what we want from this show is for ripples to go out to the hot, to, as far as it can so that we all can um, start the healing. The healing begins when we begin with ourselves to live authentically who we are. So I know this was – I enjoyed this show, Michael. I, I really did enjoy this show I did, today. Because I did personally, too. Yes, I did, too. It was yeah. kind of different from our norm, but something uh, – a format that you and I agree we wanted to do differently today, and we are – and I just believe that we were guided spiritually to do it this way, so I know people will be blessed because we are. But we look forward to talking to you all next Tuesday on Loren McNair Live Presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach. And you can find us on Facebook. We gave you our emails, uh, my website, LorettaMcNary.com. There are ways to contact us. The ball is in your court. We want to have a dialogue with you on and off the show. So um, the ball is in your court. So with having said all that, happy, happy new year to you. God's blessings overflowing. May the renewing of your mind be just the thing you were waiting on to happen to take you to that new place. And please share the information and wisdom and knowledge with other people because it's not good if we don't share. Until next time, Michael Farmer, we did you all adieu. (laughs) All right, everybody, enjoy your day. It's yours for the... um, to, to make things happen, and we really need you to, to get out of your comfort zones and be transformed and transition to um, help us make this better, this world better. And the phone number for you all who are listening now to listen and call in next week is 347-539-5772, 347-539-5772. Until next time, on Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach. We love you, and we talk to you soon. Be blessed. <laughs>